Hello and you're very welcome to Airing It. In this episode, I will be joined by Sinead Bradley, who is the SDLP MLA for South Down. We will discuss the issue of period poverty and the recent developments by her party colleague Pat Catney in the Northern Ireland Assembly to address this woman's issue. Joining me now on airing at podcast, Sinead Bradley, MLA for Southdown. Sinead, you're very welcome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. That's great, Sinead. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, period poverty and some of the issues that young people are facing at the moment. Um, recently, what was announced by Little Ireland uh, was that they were providing free sanitary products for young women. Um, do you really think this is a justifiable option and should more efforts be committed by public health authorities to address this issue? initiative on their part and many people will be thankful for it but you're right um you know they're able to take immediate action and effect as of immediately so for that reason i genuinely welcome it and and i think it can well reach many uh, people who need it but that said no it's not enough it's, it's not the answer and um, it is one very well-intended organization doing it very well and more does need to be done now, that said, um, I, I don't know if you're aware, and I will make you aware of, you know, the changes that need to be made need to be systemic, and that really fundamentally does mean that they need to start in legislation um, at Stormont. There has to be something there that points to this problem and finds solutions to it. And that, unless somebody makes that a priority, change won't and can't fully happen properly. Now I am pleased to say the SDLP have made it a priority and that my colleague Pat Catney, MLA, is bringing forward a private member's bill to that effect. It's the Universal Period Products Bill and that's exactly what it does. It, it makes uh, period products available to those that need, who need it in, um, in different settings and it not just looks at the period poverty but you know there can be many circumstances where people need access to period products and they just need easy access to it it's not always about the cost as well so this bill addresses those issues and really tries to take head on the issue of um having access universal access to period products and i think without that body of work happening and um, essentially the change that little and others who may follow like them could never be enough as as good as it is and i do commend them for it but it's never going to be enough. It needs to be a systemic change. And thankfully that work has started. That's great, Sinead. Thanks for answering that now. Um, so I wanted to bring you along there uh, to kind of the stigmatization of um, reaching out for these products. Do you think 
um, there is a stigma around se- sexual health matters, both for females and uh, males. And do you think this has an effect or a negative impact for those people reaching out to access these products? Do you know, Ben, there is. And I, I don't think it's necessarily, I think it's almost there's an innateness, an innate shyness in a lot of us, particularly of that maybe young age group where you're financially dependent on other people. And and it could um, it could be driven, you know, for personality types. There could be a lot of things behind that awkwardness, shyness, um, that social sort of really taboo that still exists around the period and and having to pluck up the courage and go and ask that person i remember in school it, you would have had to have gone and knock the door of the secretariat and they were you were walking into a room with three other people there and you would have to approach one and it was really really awkward now that said those individuals that were in that room could not have been nicer and could not have made it easier for the girls who did approach them but really, in hindsight, the setting probably wasn't the right way of doing it. And I suppose we, we do need to be a lot more sensitive to the fact that that's maybe an innate shyness or something that we, we maybe can't change. You know, we, we could do better at creating an environment where a person is more comfortable. But let's not believe that we can change the world entirely in this. And we do have to build around a person's feelings rather than try and mitigate them. I think we have to be sensitive to them and build a system around the person, you know, and I, and I think that does come from having a real understanding of, instead of telling the person, um, oh, you shouldn't be shy, you know, you shouldn't feel awkward about it. And of course they shouldn't, but they do. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's deal with the fact that maybe they do, and maybe there's some who always will, regardless how society feels about it. Um, so yes, I, I do think there's a body of work to be done to make everything about the whole issue of period poverty and periods more comfortable to talk about. But I'm not going to hop, hop, skip and jump over the fact that we also need to really build around the emotional effect of the people who need our help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I suppose it does bring an onus on education authorities as well in that sense and um, we need to speak about your approaching uh, members of the teaching committee or yeah, board or yeah. whatever the senior management of the school and um, i suppose a, a better approach there could be needed uh, in addressing that and i suppose it's a collaborative approach not just from public health authorities but maybe the education authority and providing awareness maybe about um the subject of sexual health and um, which in my opinion and in the opinions of a lot of young people who have approached me about the issue they've said they don't exactly know enough about them themselves <laughs> you know that's that's so true then you don't and and at that age you know you are you know you're coming into puberty and adolescence and you're learning about yourself so you don't have that information and of course in the era of technology you have access to a lot of sort of academic type information but but it's not personable enough you know and it's how do you extract from all of that information what's valid and apply it to you in a personal capacity and that's that's why it is about personal relationships and 
and relying, I suppose, maybe heavily on your peer group as well. Your peer group have a lot, a big part to play in this and supporting each other because that is probably a more comfortable zone to work inside. And um, so there are strategies that could be developed by and use the, the example of the education authority, and they're just one. But you know, there are several strategies you can apply. So how can peer groups support each other in a timely way, in a in a sensitive way, and in a way that is relatable to that person in front of them. Um, and a lot of that could be led by people of a certain age group, you know, who, who need that. And and also remembering too that, you know, um a peer group isn't a misogynism, this one group of people that you just think, well, everybody of that age group will identify. In a, in a one classroom, you have dynamics. You have perhaps, um, and I'm thinking of an all-girl school being attended, but you will have some girls who are comfortable maybe speaking with a certain group of girls and not another group. So you can't exclude people that way either, you know. So it's complex. It is complex, um, but it's, it's something that we just need to grapple with and, and find the best solution we can. That's great. Um, great answer. Um, so one of the things that you did touch on there was uh, the financially dependent pupils, um, maybe people who are from socio low socioeconomic backgrounds. So that basically brings us to the question, and I suppose the conclusion is: Should uh, sanitary products be free and widely accessible? Absolutely, absolutely, they should. And uh, Pat McCartney still, thankfully, does lean in that direction. It's about having access to them. So if you've got three or five pounds in your pocket, and part of that's your bus money, your lunch money, and your period starts, should you have to surrender that money? You know, and I, I just think that it, it's just such a basic need. It absolutely should be free at the point when you need it. Um, and they're expensive, you know, it's expensive to go in and buy a full box or a full pack of pads or tampons and, and I suppose we also have to reflect more now on the more eco-friendly type of period products that are available, but they're expensive, they're very expensive. So people who want to be doing the right thing environmentally just are blocked up totally, you know, they're, they're lucky if they can buy the disposable. So I think access to free disposable is, is one step in the right direction. But I also think we should be looking and um, perhaps once we, we have managed to embrace this part of it, then we should be able to say now choice also should be available. So we'll go further again, not just free, but free with choice, you know, that women and girls um, are empowered to play their part in any way that they feel able to in society in an environmental capacity also. That's great, Sinead. Um, thanks for all them answers. Um, they're very informative and was very helpful and that politicians are working behind the scenes to pass a bill um, that will address this issue. Um, yeah, I think so. And then to be honest, you know, and I am proud of the fact that it is, um, you know, when we sat down to look at private members' bills, I am pleased that Pat Kempney, um did step forward in this one because it was on the table as a priority piece of work that needed to happen. But that said, you know, the SVLP might be taking the lead on it, but I would be very surprised if we find any opposition against any party in that chamber to see this bill uh, cross the line. So hopefully the sooner it does, the better. But in the, in the meantime, I would thank Little and I would ask others to step up and do exactly what they're doing um, because there is a, an interim period and it, it, it pains me to think that any person 
hasn't got access to period products during that time um, while this is being sorted out. So I encourage others to do it too. And thank them. Thanks very much, Sinead, for joining me thank on you, Airing a Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That was Sinead Bradley, MLA for Southdown, joining us on Airing It Podcast. If you have any issues or opportunities you think that young people could avail of, please do get in contact via our email or social media platforms. Thank you.